0: Hi, music teachers. Today's podcast, all about what to do when our students can't, or shouldn't, or don't want to sing. It's the No Singing Voice lesson. We're going to talk about some musical activities that allow our singers to rest their voices. Welcome to the Full Voice podcast. Resources for private, classroom, and choral music programs. And here's your host, Nikki Loney. Hi, voice teachers. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is podcast number 12, and we are talking about a very, very timely thing, uh, what to do when our singers come to the lessons and they really shouldn't be singing. Now, before we get started, I have to tell you, uh, today is an absolutely miserable day. I actually had to cancel lessons. It is a fine mix of snow and sleet and rain and it's just yucky out there and I can actually hear the the sleet hitting the window behind me and uh, cancelling lessons is always stressful for teachers but the first thing I thought of is well hey I can do a podcast so here we are and today's podcast is actually all about our our freebie Friday download so for those of you don't know The last Friday of every month is Freebie Friday at thefullvoice.com and we put a lot of effort into our teacher resources. We want to develop and to produce really useful tools that teachers can use. And this, the one that we we are releasing in February is um, a PDF, a downloadable PDF, and it includes four unique lessons. They're the no singing voice lessons. And it's all about these musical activities that allow us to have a really productive lesson, but also allow our singers to rest their voices. And this is really timely because, you know, in the wintertime, and I find when the seasons change, our singers, we all get sick, we all get colds, we all get, you know, sniffles and, and flus. And I mean, sometimes it gets ridiculous. I had a singer that popped in last week that had uh, full-on laryngitis. Like, there was nothing there. And I also had a, a, a singer that came in with pink eye. Now, I sent the singer with pink eye home. That's just gross. Get out of my studio with your contagious, yucky eye. Uh, But my singer that had laryngitis, we actually had an excellent lesson. And I know you're thinking, no way. Uh, It's true. We had a lot of fun and we didn't use her voice, but we actually worked on some really great musical skills. And um, so, you know, why, why would you consider, you know, using a no singing lesson? Now, obviously illness. When when kids come in and they're really sick and, he, you know, I feel so badly, right? Because it's the parents that bring the kids in when they shouldn't be bringing their kids in. And I have a little story that I'll tell you later about such an incident. Um. So I'm not talking about really contagious, where they really are ill. Maybe they've got a fever uh, and they really shouldn't be there. I mean, obviously, with we, we should send them home. But, you know, sometimes, sometimes we're getting over a cold or we're getting over a cough and we feel fine. And it's just that our voices aren't 100 percent. And or maybe sometimes the kids are just really tired and and singing just isn't it just doesn't happen when you're exhausted. And for those of you who are working with younger singers, I mean, sometimes they just don't want to sing. Sometimes I don't want to hear them sing. Let's just be honest. You know, there's days where I don't want to hear anybody sing. Uh, So it's, it's a great opportunity to switch things up, have a little variety in our lesson, and focus on some of the skills that sometimes get overlooked or sometimes we don't spend enough time on. And, um, so today's list is all from our our download our freebie Friday and for those of you uh, if you go to our website it's under teacher resources and it's there it's free there's no sign up you don't have to give me your email or anything you just have to download it and enjoy. So let's get started. So digging into some of the really great activities that we can do. So the first thing when our singers are maybe under the weather or they haven't been feeling well or their voices are a little tired, this might be a really good time to go over vocal hygiene, vocal care, you know, talking about how to take care of our voices. Um, I find that common sense is never common practice and it's always Uh, really important I think to remind our singers and sometimes their parents their families you know how to take care of their instrument how to take care of their voices when they need to zip it and rest their voices and you know whatever remedies you recommend maybe it's tea maybe it's lozenges on our Pinterest page the full voice Pinterest page we actually have a whole board on throat remedies and sore throat remedies so if you haven't checked that out there's some really interesting stuff on there so this sometimes is a great time just to go over care and just to review you know this our our voices that it's they're precious and we really need to take care of them um and this is always a great time to do that now obviously and and i kind of like the no singing voice lessons Um, Also a great time when singers need to rest their voice to dig into your music theory. Now, hopefully music theory is included in every vocal lesson, uh, but obviously it's a great time for written work, but it doesn't necessarily have to be formal textbook work. You can have, you can discuss theory uh, or theory concepts. It it can be applied by analyzing uh, the student's repertoire and asking simple questions about key signatures or dynamics or musical terms or the form you know looking at the form of their repertoire these conversations are really important you might be surprised where your singers are lacking in their understanding of some simple music theory concepts so when we have singers that need to rest their voices then there's always great opportunity with some theory work. Um, One of the other things that I really like to do, and I do when their voices are fine, but this is a good time to do it when their voices are not fine, is discuss lyrical content. So do our students really know what the song is about? Like I'm talking every little detail You know, every word, every phrase, there is an amazing teaching opportunity to really um, discover the deeper meaning of the song. And again, you'd be surprised with our singers, with our young singers, even adults, how they may actually not truly understand the song. And that that's a great teaching opportunity. One of the simple exercises that I like to do with my students is um, identify all the descriptive words, the words that need to have inflections on them, you know, adjectives, and with pencil, just underline them and just talk about finding the deeper meaning in the song. So that's a great Activity doesn't require any singing. And what you might notice is when their voices do come back, they're singing more expressively and they're telling the stories better. So definitely not a wasted lesson there at all. Now, moving into other musical skills that are very important for our singers. So we have like ear training and rhythm reading and clap back and all of that stuff. So with the ear training, obviously you know, sitting and listening to uh, intervals or triads, scales, um, melodic dictation, maybe for your more advanced students, Um, you'd be surprised, some of your your young students uh, might actually uh, be really good at melodic dictation. Every once in a while, a student surprises me at their ability to do that. Now, one of the things I do with my teenagers is I encourage all of them to have some sort of ear training app on their phones. They all have phones. And they all have games on their phones, so why can't you have ear training games on your phone? Um, so, so often what we'll do is we'll we'll have like some uh, friendly competition, and I'll and I'll challenge them to an ear training app game, and we have a lot of fun. And I always there's always prizes involved, so when I win, uh, they have to bring me a coffee. See. Good. See, always sharing good ideas with my colleagues. So uh, great opportunity to, to focus on ear training and to use their technology, their phones. Now, rhythm reading. I, this is something that I, uh, I do a lot with my students. So obviously, rhythm, rhythmic clapback. Um, if you're preparing students for exams, I mean they have to be working on this. But I find that rhythm reading and clapping and and uh, is is good for all students. And one of the things that I do with my singers, and it's rarely done well. I'm, I'm disappointed to say, is I have I'll play a piece of music, and I'll have my singers practice tapping or clapping on beats two and four. Because friends don't let friends clap on one and three. And you would or maybe not be so surprised. This is something for a lot of singers that is so difficult. The two and four thing doesn't come naturally to many music students and uh, this is a great exercise this is a great exercise and for those teachers who maybe are introducing contemporary styles your singers need to feel that they need to know where two and four is because that's where the feel comes from now the other activity that i like to do with my singers it's not easy but it's an important skill is teach your singers how to count in the accompanist so this is something that's really challenging and often overlooked and i have many friends who are collaborative pianists and accompanists and that is one of their pet peeves: is that singers don't know how to work with them and how to communicate with them and one of the most more important things is to count them in. So this is a great activity and very helpful. Um, A little frustrating for both you and your student, but definitely worth the time. So of course, you know, continuing on with our no singing voice lesson, just because they're not feeling well, doesn't mean that you can't sing for them. And often. Often our singers, I think a lot of our singers don't hear us sing enough. I mean, we're always encouraging them to sing and working with them. And we might sing a phrase. But how much of a, of a great lesson would be listening to you? You're the professional. You have years of experience. And I often hear that from parents and from my students. It's like, oh, I, I rarely get to hear you sing. And um, so this is a great opportunity, is uh, you know, introduce, you, you let them rest their voices while you sing or, or play some future repertoire. Give them a few ideas uh, and let them choose what their next song will be. That's not a wasted lesson. I mean, lesson time is always eaten up by, you know, choosing new repertoire. Well, here's a perfect opportunity. And then, you know, when they kind of find the one that they're really interested in, then we can have discussions on the lyrics and the story. So when they are feeling better, when they are ready to sing, they've got a a head start. And they're going to learn the song faster because they're familiar with it. The other thing that we can do, um, which I think is very helpful, uh, is discover, you know, help our young singers discover new vocalists. Now, I always encourage my singers to to YouTube, um, you know, classic singers. But how often do they do that? Like, never, ever. When you assign YouTube homework, it's never done. So, um... Again, in the lesson, when they should be resting their voice, why not play them or show them a video of your favorite singers? And not just, you know, here's my favorite singer, but discuss the uniqueness of the voice and, and, and talk about why you really like that singer and what it is about that singer and how their voices are, are really special to you. And then ask your singer to share one of their favorite singers. Now, again, for young singers, often their connection with singers is, is, um, you know, about the clothes they wear or their personality or the song. But this is a great opportunity to have them describe the vocal qualities of their favorite singers. They probably never thought about that before. And As a developing vocalist, we need to be aware of the qualities of of the voice and being able to describe qualities of the voice is actually very useful and helpful to singers. So this is a great opportunity for you to share, but also find out about what makes your students tick and what voices they're listening to and make them really think about why they like that singer and, and it, it just opens up some great conversation some great discovery for both i've actually discovered some really cool singers that i, I never i never really got into because my students have introduced them to me and, and i love that about teaching now the uh <laughs> the other thing you can do if you're brave um and i've done this it actually can be a lot of fun if you can keep a straight face, so you perform for your student, and you ask them to critique it. You ask you ask them to be the teacher. Now most kids will jump at the will jump at this, right? And uh, hopefully they will be nice to you. I have some mean little students. They've been really cutthroat. Um. Now what you can do is throw in some like. Bad habits, throw in some, you know, stand there with bad posture or or sing with really poor diction. See if they notice. See if they notice those things. Um, you know, sing like a zombie. Put no expression into your phrase like they do sometimes. And see if they go, wow, <laughs> what's up with that? This can be a lot of fun. Again, you're singing for your students, which is always a good thing. And there's nothing wrong. Um, and it's actually a really great uh, exercise is to allow the student to be the teacher. It makes them think outside of themselves. And I think that's a really good skill for our, for our kids. So there, there's like a good handful of no singing activities that guarantee a productive music lesson. And before we go... Before we go, I do have a little story to tell you because we love these stories. I mean, whenever given the opportunity with a bunch of teachers, we all like to discuss, you know, how, how, unth- how thoughtless some people truly are. So um, I had a lovely young student and she's very shy, just discovering her voice. And um, uh, her mom Uh, really had an issue with the cancellation polish. She really resented the fact that she paid for lessons and even if her daughter was sick, like it bothered her to no end. And dealing with those people is really challenging and I'm just going to say we're going to have a podcast coming up I'm going to be talking to somebody who has amazing insight on how to deal with these people um, because it really is a frustrating part of of your job is to have to defend you know your cancellation policy your payment policy so we're going to be talking about that in a later podcast but Getting back to my story, so this woman from day one had issue with the the cancellation policy. So one day her daughter really was quite ill, like a really horrible cough and cold. And she truly was miserable. Like the poor child had like the reddest nose from blowing her nose and her eyes were all watery. And she came in and her mother marches in after her. And her mother plops herself down at, at the desk in my room. And because I have an open door policy and she's pissed because it's my fault that her daughter had to come to her lesson and being, you know, being a mildly evil person, I thought, all right, you want to see how I'm going to handle this? Because she really thought that I was going to, you know, say that she shouldn't be there and she'd go home and she was looking for a fight. Right. People sometimes come in looking for a fight. So. I said, oh, you're not feeling well today. And I can hear her mother. Her mother's now sitting behind me, um, scratching her nails with a nail file. Very, very angrily. And I'm like, hey, no problem. We actually can do some really cool music activities. Well, that wasn't what the mom wanted to hear. So the scratching got even more. And the mom barks out, well, I don't think she should be singing at all. I said, oh, no, no, we're not going to sing at all. You're right. She shouldn't be singing. And the mom just glared at me. I said, no, I've got lots of activities. In fact, I love it when we kind of have no singing lessons. There's so many things that we can work on and things that are going to help her in her other music lessons and at music class at school. Well, mom didn't like to hear that. She was very, very upset. So we proceeded to have uh, a really great lesson. We did some rhythm reading. We did some ear training. Um, we uh, looked at some form and some theory stuff. in her, like, we had a really productive lesson. And the mom. I thought her head was going to explode. She was so angry. She was really looking for that opportunity to fight and to complain about the policy. And um, she literally, her daughter, although, you know, should have stayed home. Her daughter actually left my studio with a big smile. We had a couple of laughs. laughs. But the parent literally left my teaching studio and slammed the door behind her. And, uh... I have to say as evil Nikki found that to be truly rewarding um, we have to deal with that sometimes you know sometimes I just got off the phone recently with one of my colleagues she's a piano teacher and she was saying how the last three weeks everybody's come to her her home she teaches out of her home and all the kids are sick and the parents sit there and watch the children suffer through their lessons because they're not feeling well and I and I said yeah it, it, it is unfortunate so So uh, I hope that you have found this podcast helpful. I hope you had a chuckle with my story there. Um, So for those of you, Freebie Friday, last Friday of the month. So this handout, this downloadable PDF, the No Singing Voice Lesson is on our website, thefullvoice.com under free resources, teacher resources. So it's a one-page PDF with ideas that you can do, and then it also includes four lessons, four really simple non-singing lessons. So what we did is we took all of the non-singing activities that we love out of the Full Voice books, and we kind of um, amalgamated them together in these little lessons. So hopefully you'll find those useful. And if you have any other suggestions of what you like to do with your students when they really shouldn't be singing, comments are always welcome on our podcast page, or you can email me at thefullvoice.com. I'm wishing everyone an amazing day and thank you again so much for joining us on our podcast and uh, uh, happy no singing. You have been listening to the Full Voice Podcast. For more information and free teacher resources, please visit our website at www.thefullvoice.com. May canoe music canoe music.ca